Honestly, I don't know which one's worse. The fact that you thought that we was gone and we was done or the fact that you actually thought that I'd leave you guys without saying goodbye like a deadbeat daddy. Can't even believe you guys. Anyways, let's start this podcast. You listening to the last week. Last week. Last week. Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one break time podcast show. Coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is Sir Denver B. And goodness, it has been a minute. Like hell, I've genuinely missed being in front of this mic that when I came to look at it, it kind of had a bit of dust on it. The good thing is we're back because it's season two, baby. That means we're back with the best of news. We're back with the best of stories. We're back with me probably going a little further within myself and give you guys a bit of personal ish ish but as much as i get that you know sometimes we have our moments where we feel like we're overwhelmed i'd honestly just say that us at break time on west side just felt like we needed a bit of a break time no pun intended anyways we are back a couple of changes here and there especially the intros you will notice the intros are pretty different all shows around. I think the most recognizable one is uh, last week was fire because honestly, I didn't see why we needed to change it that much or probably I was just lazy. Anyways, that aside, we need to get into the news. This time, I think I'm just going to go all free flow. I'm not going to give a shit about time. I'm just going to go all in and I will expound on different matters. And we shall start from the beginning, aka Genesis, because according to a bunch of scientists, they have found that the Garden of Eden was actually located in Africa, to be more specific, around Botswana. Now, I'm not going to sound like a douche, but if you're white or if you're Arab and you thought that, you know, the Garden of Eden was somewhere around, you know, the Middle East, go suck a dick. Sorry, I think that was a little too loud, but you know what I'm trying to say. Y'all been talking about how, you know, life didn't start in Africa. Like us Africans have always said, life begins in Africa. Like most of y'all have never believed that shit. Even some of the people that wrote the Bible didn't believe that shit. Which is why they would talk about different bits of the Middle East being where, you know, the Garden of Eden was. But according to these scientists who did DNA analysis on, quote-unquote, the cradle of mankind of the ancient ancestors, they tracked it all the way to Botswana, which is in the middle of the southern side of Africa. Now, the place doesn't look at all like a garden, let's be quite honest. It's it's, it's more savanna than garden, to be honest. But these guys, when they tested DNA from different people, they checked out quite a bunch of uh, uh, mitochondrial DNA, or mtDNA, as some of y'all would like to say, from participants in Namibia and South Africa and also in Botswana. And mitochondrial DNA is passed almost exclusively from mother to child through the egg cell. Uh, So that's like the main determining factor. It's like Android changing over the years or iOS. Like it'll always have like changes here and there. Stuff will be different. But at its main core, there's stuff that Android does, you know, like never really working well with Snapchat or Instagram. I don't know why iPhone just works better with it. And, you know, uh, Androids also have this thing where 
they make uh, everyone who owns an Android but doesn't have an Apple product feel like they're broke. I don't know why. Some people from this part of the planet are busy thinking that, you know, if you don't have an iPhone, you broke. But anyways, that is not the piece of it. Like, my interesting bit of knowledge that I gained from this is the fact that life begins in Africa. Christianity, Islam. At least I think Islam has that bit of, like, the creation story aligned with Christianity. It does kind of prove that, you know, a lot of life did start in Africa. Because people have always asked, you know, if life started with a bunch of white people or a bunch of Arabs, because, you know, for some reason, it's like the like proper Africans, the Middle Easterners, you know, they act like they're the shit. They act like the the beginning of everything. You know, life started with us and all. But when you kind of look at it, you know, you start to ask yourself, how the hell did black people come in? And of course, you know, there's racist jokes all around, you know, a bunch of white people fell in mud. Uh... And shit like that and they didn't wash themselves people can make racist jokes all day but the truth of the fact is africa has now been determined by scientists not just by religion but by scientists to be the cradle of where human life began and that was about two hundred thousand years ago according to the study as well now i don't mean to break this down too much but uh if you're white you're pretty much like an albino of us but evolved right no. Okay. I will not attack albinos. That's that's an insult to albinos. White people are worse. Anyways, uh not to be racist because as break time on website, I'd like to say that we are inclusive. We accept you for who you are and what it is that you do. Uh and you know, we don't judge. We won't judge you. The people who do judge are sports federations, are governments, are some of these white fuckers who pretty much ruined a very, very successful win for Kenya. Now, uh, the reason I'm pointing to that is because of uh, our main running man right now, uh, the King Choge, alias Eliud Kipchoge. This guy broke the two-hour barrier for 42 km marathons. He, he went, he did it. While I was away, you know, because I know it's pretty old news, this guy ran and managed to do a 159.40 now it isn't being recorded as like a recognized record like it's not fully being recognized because it wasn't an actual marathon that he was running but more of a solo one with like 40 different white niggas busy trying to run on his side to you know kill turbulence and shit but when you think about it this guy has actually achieved like a historical thing for mankind it's shown that we can run at quite the distance for quite the time that kind of speed that he was doing to actually make the 159.40 was pretty phenomenal. It was actually near sprint levels. Now, I'm not going to talk about the running because, you know, people have spoken about that shit for like a month now. So it's beyond old news. The thing that's my issue is that people are questioning his record based on the fact that Nike supplied him with this new pair of sneakers that they have, this new pair of running shoes that they have, which they also supplied to another Kenyan, a female Kenyan who won a marathon the following day and also hit a pretty good record. Now, it all started with some funny, uh, I, I don't know if it was CNBC or CNN journalist who said, you know, you know, we can question the win based on on the shoes that he was wearing, blah, blah, blah. Like, nigga, fuck your shit. First of all, Kenyans, we just run shit. 
like we can run that's the one thing that kenya is really really known for in any form of sports you know we've uh excelled in some we've failed in others like i won't lie we've done quite well in rugby we've done quite poorly in football uh we used to be pretty good with javelin uh up until we stopped hearing from julius yego but i wouldn't blame the guy if he changed countries kenyan government hasn't been very good with sports but what we are always known for is running you know like we always get the gold medals on marathons so if someone comes and says you know what it was kind of like we cheated because we got a shoe that gave us an advantage i'd probably offer them the middle finger and tell them to go fuck themselves because to be quite frank that is utter bullshit fine yes they were saying oh you know the foam padding was thick blah 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 they have a carbon fiber blah 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 and apparently the shoes have given 85% of all people who've used it during a competition a very very big advantage but here's the thing what if after use those shoes because i'm not going to say that he was the first guy to use them but he was one of the first so what if after he used those shoes everyone felt that whole cycle of you know what we're wearing these shoes and you know we have the opportunity to hit records like Eliud Kipchoge why can't we just run as in what if people just got motivated on their own and actually decided to push it like that would there be anything wrong and the problem is people are saying all of this and i'm going to pull the race card here and say they're only saying this cuz it's not a white guy that won if it was a white guy that won nike wouldn't have been investigated for this shit cuz apparently they're being investigated and they're calling this an unfair advantage now calling this an unfair advantage is like saying that you know uh being served at jays somewhere in westlands uh worse than a white guy is an unfair advantage cuz they're white they're just going to get served better cuz they're white and we know that jays is racist so when you think about it this is just a very very stupid attack but anyways it's giving nike publicity so as far as that goes potato tomato whatever fits better in your githeri for for what it's worth i honestly think the guy won it fan square regardless of the shoes plus also when you think about it tech improves over time and even though it gave him an advantage that's a technological advantage it's not an unfair one so please if you're one of those people that believe that he got an advantage go suck on big daddy anyways now to move it on to slightly better things now there's a 12 year old boy from Ghana that has been admitted to the University of Ghana now he is proof of something that i've been saying which is school just takes too much bloody time for nothing if you think about it 90% of most of the shit that you were taught in high school was absolute bullshit and you're not even using it uh personally i i'm i'm not using enthalpy moles uh logs mm, loci let's see there's so much that i think i can't really you know date back but i'm not using it's not like i use the dichotomous key when i'm thinking of naming someone's kid uh but when you think about it you know it's shit that takes up a factor of school time now the reason i'm saying all of this is the 12 year old boy has managed to get university admission what most people didn't get past you know like once you go past the headline and you actually read through the full story it's the fact that it was the father that homeschooled him he hasn't been in school for a very long time he was pulled out from primary school because apparently the father couldn't afford it uh he couldn't manage to you know make ends meet and keep him in school at the same time so he homeschooled him 
he taught him what he could and what he couldn't he kind of tried to get through the textbook they worked a way in which they could like learn to understand things and the dad would use fairly simple examples that would simplify shit and make complex things sound not so complex so it kind of goes to show you that you know if you're taught the right things you can probably excel and also it does show that homeschooling is a pretty good idea now what it also does show is that uh the education system in most places around the world needs the middle finger because how the hell is it that of teachers is whooped by a grown ass parent who doesn't have like a phd in education or some shit but can homeschool the kid well enough that this kid at 12 years old can actually get to a stage and be like uh let me try getting into campus and shit and then they actually manage to get in because that shows that instead of doing most of my shit i could have just skipped through most of the dumb stuff and i'd have been done with shit at like 11 cuz i started like a year earlier than i should also it does show that you know the current high school system just feeds us a lot of bullshit but uh all in all i wish the kid all the best uh apparently he's not the only one of his family members who's been homeschooled but he is the youngest to get into university in a lot of places around the world I don't say he's the youngest African to get into university but I wouldn't be surprised if he is one of them. Uh so yeah considering that he is one amongst more than one sibling that's been homeschooled by the father and he's getting into university this early can also mean that he's a genius. If he was in Kenya they'd probably say that the kid has something or they'd call it a gift and then they'd sign him up for about a gazillion math competitions. Anyways, that aside, we need to move on. I need to break it down for you in ways that people haven't seen it before. We we've got some weird news up in this. And one comes from Nigeria, one comes from Kenya. Now, let me start with the Nigerian one. So, if you're in Nigeria, you've probably heard of this story where some woman apparently uh won a court case whereby, you know, it now became almost like a part of like the rule of law that any clitoris that's larger than 3 3 and 1/2 inches is considered a penis thus making you a man now i'm not going to complain a lot but considering that the woman that was filing that lawsuit has an 8 inch clitoris kind of makes me feel a bit tiny let me put it like this a clitoris is like super tiny and shit and you know proper pleasure organ it's the only organ on the human body that's pretty much existed only and i repeat only for pleasure then exists for anything else kind of makes it feel like god shot changed us male species and was like you know you guys just go work let the women have the pleasure but you know i'm a let it slide god's given us men a lot of other things so when you find someone with an 8 inch clitoris it kind of starts to rival your own dick cuz How the hell are you going to start giving pleasure to it? Imagine trying to go down on an 8-inch clitoris. All you'd be hearing is this. And that's you busy trying to lick it. Cuz you'd hit it once with your tongue as you're trying to lick it and it just goes up, slaps down, up, slaps down, up, slaps down. Like you feel like you're giving yourself a blow job and shit. And in addition to that, it also does kind of bring up another situation. If that woman wants to pleasure herself, will she flick her bean? Cuz that bean's a little big. It's more as in it's almost like a tiny ass carrot. So 
what if she just goes grabs probably some lotion and you know decides to yank that shit uh i'm not gonna say that that could be uh a manly thing to do but you know it's an option if it's eight inches that's a lot of inches to work with that's a lot of nerve endings to go and deal with so obviously the best thing to do is you know do it how us niggas do whether small dick association or not we still know how to work our thing if we need that pleasure uh i will not lie eight inches is a bit abnormal and apparently according to that same story apparently there's a few hundred women in nigeria that have that but uh i'm one person that believes if you have an eight inch clitoris i'm sure constructive surgery can help but i'm not gonna fault the woman or the court case i believe that you know the person that i should feel sorry for is the man who was once married to this woman because he always compared the clitoris to his dick yeah it's 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 a guy thing anyways on to final story of today uh now fortunately or unfortunately i think i told all of you uh fuck timing i'm just gonna upload this shit uh and i'm gonna let it run for as long as it needs to because i figured for this first episode we need to take things and stretch them out a little bit especially considering that i gave you guys some updates y'all need some you know some good good love from me as well so I figured, you know, let me add one more story to the stockpile, even though we're about, what, almost 20 minutes in, if not already. So there is a man that banged a pig uh, in September in Kenya, somewhere in, in the central province of Kenya. Now, much as that doesn't seem too weird for a lot of people, you know, we've all seen worse, at least some of us. So the guy was arraigned in court recently and... His story was very interesting. He pled not guilty and he said, and I quote, the pig was seducing him. Yeah. I don't know how to defend that. Even you as a lawyer would kind of find it a bit hard. So this guy was told, you know, explain yourself. Because I'm guessing the court was fairly low down. So the guy was like, right. So the first time I went to the worker's place, I was trying to sell something. And, you know, I saw the pig. The pig looked very good. I winked at it. And then, and as it was busy just staring at me, it winked back. I'm like, eh? I think that's blinking, but okay. So the guy continues with the story. He's like, uh, so I left, you know, some other time. I, I, I passed by there again, you know, like not too long after. And I saw the pig and it winked at me again. Okay. So as I'm busy reading this story, as I'm busy like reading through most of the shit, it just gets to the point where the guy is like, so one day I was just horny as shit. So I go, I see the pig and the pig just looking at me and it winks again. And I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna let this ass leave. So he goes on and he starts fucking us. So anyways, the owner of the land property where the pig is uh, was called by someone who was working there and was told, yo, your pig is being fucked. Uh... So, yeah, you need to come handle this. She went, she found the guy, had the guy arrested, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I don't know how to deal with such information. (laughs) Wow. Uh, If your pig seduced you, I think, you know, you might have taken a couple of cues from Lil Wayne's songs and calling cops pigs. Miss Officer, anyone? Too much? No? Okay. Anyways, so that aside, though, 
Uh, this guy smashing a pig and actually blaming the pig is probably a good reason why a lot of women, you know, say that, you know, we always like to throw the blame to something else. Uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, what he did was good or bad. Actually, I'm not even going to sugarcoat that. That shit was just bad. Don't do that ever. Uh, if you are going to fuck a pig, at least do it in private so that no one finds you in that situation. So that you don't have to say that, you know, the loins was calling me. Uh, you know, as in I'm all about them thickness and that pig had all the thickness. So, you know, I just had to go in, you know what I'm saying? If I, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to insert a little way line on that here somewhere. Bring it home to bacon. I'm fucking this piggy. Yeah. So I figured I might as well just end it off with that. Something a little weird, but something that should probably occupy the rest of your thought process for today. Anyways, it's about time that we kill this. Because uh, you all need to get back to work. I don't know if I've extended someone's, you know, process of, you know, I need to take a break so that I can just get back to work. So anyways, we will be back on Wednesday with battle of the sexes i have a mad story for you guys uh on friday so you guys make sure you stay tuned for those two always remember to put that process in that progress or be the prevention it has been me sir denver b on last week was fire courtesy of break time on west side i will see you guys later (laughs) 